أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ وَسَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ إِنَّمَا تُنذِرُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الذِّكْرَ وَخَشِيَ فبشروا بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاء أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا اتبعوا المرسلين اتبعوا ما 
وَمَنْ لَا يَسْأَلُكُمْ أَجْرًا وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ وَمَا لِيَ لَا أَعْبُدُ الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ أَتَّخِذُ مِنْ Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Realist Podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. How are you guys doing today? Alhamdulillah. How are you? Wa alaikum alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah, doing good. First and foremost, let me ask um, both Fahid and Anhil and everyone in the chat, do you guys hear like some audio clipping or anything like that? Any weird noise? No. What I okay. do know is once upon a time, Anhil used to use wired headphones. And that happened when it tugged on his beard. <laughs> so maybe it's you growing your beard out, bro, for the hug. Inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair for noticing. Chat, spam W in the stream for Rami's beard, bro. Allah mubarak. Coming in. Barakallah fikum. May Allah subhanahu wa bless you. Just trying to catch up with Anhil, man. Alhamdulillah. So what's been going on, man? Apparently some guy named Nick Fuentes. And this is no disrespect, but I actually have no idea who this is. So why don't you enlighten us, bro? Um, I wish I could, to be honest, I don't really know either. Uh, <laughs> uh, all I know is that he's, he has some very weird opinions. Um, I've, I've, I've heard him been, you know, he was called a lot of things. I don't want to say anything, uh, incorrect. I don't want to call him anything that he's not, but he definitely has some very specific opinions on race, on religion, mm -hmm. on politics. And he's not very favored, I think in, uh, in, in a lot of communities. And um, I think this video will make him unfavorable in our community as well. But I guess we'll find out, inshallah. And you can all decide for yourselves. Sure. <laughs> Should we just jump into it? Yes, yeah, sir. Bismillah. All right. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So this guy's name is um, Nick Fluentes. Bismillah. All right. Here we go. Politics is my thing. I'm a baby Christian still, but I want to learn everything just so I could shut these Muslims' fucking mouths. Because they're, they're all... They I apologize in advance um, for any swear words. Please, you know, viewer discretion is advised. If you don't want to listen to that, which I understand, click off the stream. They all just come across so slimy. Like, this one guy, Sneeko, did this uh, interview with this Muslim. <laughs> <coughs> and the Muslim. whole thing... The guy's just so like such a weasel. They don't even talk about their own religion. They just attack Christianity. Christianity is the real faith. Christianity 
and its sacred magisterium is the real treasury of revelation and God's wisdom. And so they don't even talk about their own sad trade post-religion. They just spend all their time attacking Christianity. I mean, isn't that so rich? He goes there and they're sitting on their pillows and they got their Muslim library <laughs> and they talk for an hour and a half. And instead of talking about, you know, Islam, they just spend 90 minutes shitting on Christianity. You know, it, it's so funny because do you guys remember when, when we fought when you and me spoke with Sinico, one of the things he mentioned was, and we made a short about it, so check out the shorts. He was like, Christians say that since their religion is so attacked that it must be true because everyone's attacking it. Remember when he said that? Mm-hmm. This is the same exact argument. You know, he's like, Christianity is the, you know, the knight religion in shining armor. And these demons need to, you know, attack it and bring it down because it's the truth. I think it's funny. And, and it's funny because he spends 15 minutes attacking Islam and attacking Muslims. So it's like, it's, it's so funny. But regardless, I mean, Sneeko used to be a Christian. So why wouldn't they talk about it? Sheikh Uthman gives dawah predominantly to Christians. Why wouldn't they talk about it? And mm. I find it, I just find that hilarious. Mm-hmm. You can literally see the amount of like fury and rage that he has, bro. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, look at this guy. Completely emotional, bro. And you can, you can literally tell like when it comes to Islam, this might be a hot take, but I think Islam is arguably one of the most persecuted, attacked, I guess, slandered religions, misrepresented religions today. And not just today, bro. I think of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we did discuss that with Nico, so you guys can go check it out there, inshallah. Inshallah. And that makes sense because (laughs) their religion is a trading post religion and they're trading post people. I mean, even the guy that's there just comes across as so insincere. But that's how they are. I mean, that religion literally came up in a trading post. And so they, these are scammers. These are scammer. It's a scammer religion. It's a scammer <laughs> merchant religion. They're selling their religion like these Egyptians will try to sell tourists beads at the Great Pyramids. And so the guys no. going around and saying, look, I got a National Geographic magazine for children that says that Christianity is a pagan holiday. Yeah, okay. That's some really rigorous stuff. Not only that, but at the same time, like I said, not even going to talk about Islam and how ridiculous all that is, but going to spend the whole hour and a half just attacking Christianity. I don't think a real religion, I don't think a real religion does. The real religion, if that were the real religion, it would just speak about itself, speak for itself. It wouldn't go and talk about you know, the other thing. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Judaism. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Buddhism. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Hinduism. They spent an hour and a half attacking Christianity with these third grade arguments. It's, I find it so funny because a lot of these third grade arguments, Christians can't really deal with them. Why did Jesus say, and this is why young Don, may, may Allah bless and guide him, this is why he, he dropped the Trinity and became a Unitarian because Jesus says in the Bible, the only true God is the Father. So these are things Christians do struggle with, believe it or not. And mm. it's, it's, it's funny that he isn't really making an argument of his own. He's just kind of ish talking, if we're being honest. Yeah, bro. You get what I mean? Like That's like me being like, bro, you got a third grade setup with that green screen here. You're probably in your dungeon instead of just getting an actual setup. But there's no point of talking about that. 
why don't we use real arguments, intellectual arguments? You're going to talk, talk about Sheikh Uthman being insincere. What is your evidence? Does he just seem insincere? Because based on that, I could say, oh, anyone seems insincere. Where's your evidence for that? And on top of that, apparently, this is what I know from Sneeko, he's a friend of Nick Fuentes. So perhaps there could be an emotional attachment to his friend being Christian with him. And now all of a sudden he feels betrayal. He feels like maybe Sneeko's moving on to something else. I know me and Anhel definitely experienced that in the past with a friend as well. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. That's that's very humane, a very humane way of looking at it. Mm. I want to go back just a little bit because there's something, there's another point I want to make, but it slipped my mind. It would just speak about itself, speak for itself. It wouldn't go and talk about you know, the other thing. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Judaism. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Um, listen, this is very easily addressed. The only two religions that call people to come accept their way of life is Islam and Christianity. Their, Judaism is an ethnocentric religion. Hinduism, Sikhism, for the most part, they're, they're like nationalistic religions, geographical religions, just one area. Buddhism isn't really a religion. It's more just a way of life. doesn't really deal with the idea of God. So Islam and Christianity are the only two that call people to believe it. That's why they're two of the biggest religions in the world. Well, predominantly why. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear as to why they would say this is the only other one people would speak about Let's refute that, and then people can come, you know, see the beauty of Islam. You don't need to. Sheikh Uthman, it's not all he does. He has many videos, yes, refuting Christianity and proving Islam. Many days, but of course, you know, this guy's going to focus on this one little point. Even though Sneeko himself used to be a Christian, so it makes the utmost sense that they would discuss this. Mm. Bro, we've only gotten like not even a minute in. Why are we watching this? Why are we even giving this guy any a platform are we giving him any attention why are we putting him on like this what's the point to educate him and the others on why he's wrong how to deal with these arguments or the fact that they're not arguments to begin with they're just random claims that some uh, white kid is, is is you know spouting sitting in front of a green screen behind the camera well, w, w response let me ask you a real question do you really think that we're gonna educate this guy maybe Maybe not. You don't know till you try. I would love to talk to Nick Fluentes. And if we don't educate him, then we'll educate somebody. I'm sure there's lots of people in here, inshallah, that will benefit from it. Oh, easy, bro. I could tell there's going to be a lot of Nick Fuentes viewers coming to this video. And inshallah, maybe you're learning a thing or two. Inshallah. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Buddhism. They didn't spend the whole hour attacking Hinduism. They spent an hour and a half attacking Christianity with these third grade arguments. Duh. Well, in the Bible it says this here, and then over here it says this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess you have noticed that. 2,000 years. They've oh been God. printing and, and reproducing the Bible for 2,000 years. You're the first one to notice it. You're the first one to notice it. All these serious... I mean, you just... And here's the thing. I mean, Muslims are really into pointing out these so-called contradictions in the Bible. Here we go. Muslims are really into that. And setting aside how silly that is as a form of as a form of argument for a lot of reasons, um, Such let's as? just entertain it at the start. They say, you know, look, this says this, but this says this. Christianity debunked. You know, and Sneeko's sitting there and goes, wow, well, there it is, just like you said. And it's like, <laughs> hang on a minute. Let's just use some common sense. Let's just... Let's say you know nothing about Christianity. And all these things have explanations, of course. 
what? What? Of course. All these things have explanations, of course. We have to be right. We can't possibly be wrong. That's not something that I, that I can fathom. You notice that throughout this whole video, most likely, I haven't seen the whole thing, just maybe a few minutes. This Throughout the whole video, he's probably just going to dismiss everything. He didn't even quote the argument, by the way. He didn't say he quoted this passage and this passage, this was the point and it's wrong. He didn't even quote it. He just said, they said there's a contradiction. Of course, they're wrong. It's definitely been dealt with before. Would he allow some you know, left winger to make the same argument, a, Muslim, a Muslim to make the same argument against him? I find it very, very um, intellectually uh, dishonest and lazy, if I'm being, if I'm being completely honest. Unhumber, what's your take on this, counselor? Oh, Paz, bro. All right, guys, you've heard it here first. Bismillah, let's go back to the stream. But let's say you know nothing about Christianity. And somebody says, oh, look, here's a contradiction. Do you say to yourself, wow, I, I guess they never noticed that. An apparent contradiction. Something that seems on its face contradictory. I guess they either didn't notice that, don't care about that, unaware of it. I mean, does that even make sense? Christianity's been around for 2,000 years. They've reprinted the Bible billions of times. Some of the most intelligent people in the history of the world have been Christians and Bible scholars. So just, just with common sense, just understanding all of that is basic common sense. You think that all these people, you think that these institutions, these doctors, scientists, so on, philosophers for thousands of years, you think that they didn't know about these things? You think that they didn't have a way to make sense out of them? Do you think that uh, if they didn't know about them or make sense out of them, that then they would try to correct those things? Because at once they say that the Bible has been uh, mistranslated. They say that the Bible has been mistranslated or corrupted. Okay, so if the Bible's corrupted and if the, if the Christians are wrong, why wouldn't they just cover those things up? That's exactly that, what they tried to do. Yeah. I, I don't get it. That's exactly what they tried to do. There are 30-plus Gospels at the Council of Nicaea in the year 325 or whatever that took place. They only, they only use four. What about, where's the Gospel of Thomas, the infancy Gospel of Barnabas? Where are these mm. Gospels? The Gospel of Mary. Eradicated, because they disagreed with them. Well, where are all the other letters of Paul and, and Luke the Evangelist and all the other letters that are wrote, written by these people? Where are they? They don't exist. And this is what I find so funny about Nick Fluentes. Like he's, he's genuinely, and he admits it at the beginning, but then he pretends to know what he's talking about, which is a bit sad. He says, you know, I, I wish I you know, knew more about, uh, you know, theology and Christianity. So, and I quote, Shut these Muslims' mouths. That's what he wants to do once he learns more about Christianity. He wants to shut these Muslims' mouths. And he clearly knows nothing. Like just, just look at this argument he's using. These some of the, the best, most intellectual people came from Christianity, Christian origins, Christian upbringing, Christian nations. Europe was a disaster, both East and West, Eastern Orthodox, <clears throat> Western Catholic. I believe I got that right. They were a mess. They were actually at war with each other. <clears throat> they were societally regressed. That's why they call it the Dark Ages. You know what saved them from the Dark Ages? The golden age of Islam, yes. The golden age of Islam. People like Ibn Sina, which to be fair, he had some things that might have taken him out of the fold of Islam, but definitely influenced by Islam and Muslims and the Quran and his, his nation. 
uh, Ibn al-Haytham. You know, the, I, I forget the name, but the one who created um, Al-Jabr, which is algebra, math, science, philosophy. A lot of these things began or were uh, expanded greatly by the Muslims. And then Europe took these works from the Muslims, translated them from Arabic into Latin, read all of it, studied all of it, and then they adopted it to make their own way of life. And you know what happened when they did that same thing with the Bible? When people, when they invented the printing press and they were able to read the Bible, people like Martin Luther, who was a church father, I'm not talking about Martin Luther King, the social mm. activist, a, a Christian church father. When he read the Bible, he's like, all these things the, the church is preaching is not in here, man. Why am I going to obey this? Why am I going to listen to these people? They used to make people pay for forgiveness. Literally, they pay money. <clears throat> I swear it. <clears throat> I forgot what it's called. I'm trying to, if, if someone knows what it's called, please type in the you chat. You say it's like the more money you pay, the more sins that are forgiven, bro. I, I think so. It's something Ridiculous. along those lines. But yeah, they used to make them pay for forgiveness. I for, It starts with an I or an S. I forget what it is. But it was, there is a term for it. But it's not in the mm -hmm. Bible, obviously. The Trinity is not in the Bible. So these are things that people looked at and they're like, I, I can't listen to the church anymore. And then they revolted. Mm -hmm. And then liberalism came from it. The same thing he's fighting. Liberalism and this progressive mindset came from the church oppressing the people and them revolting. Let me let me play devil's advocate then, bro. And that was, yeah. that was amazing, bro. Barakalafikum for that. Let's assume that somebody makes that same equivalent argument. That how are you going to base an entire religion, i.e. Christianity, off of people that, let's say, misrepresent or misunderstand the Bible? They misunderstand or misinterpret the Bible. You got the church doing one thing. You got most most Christians doing one thing. You got these weird, you know, repentance practices with money that's deviant from the actual teachings. That's one thing. But it's not related to Christianity. The same way that they say that a lot of Muslims don't represent Islam. So what would you say to that? Well, firstly, the reason I'm making this argument is because he's the one who brought it up. He said some of the best people came from, uh, you know, Christianity or whatever, or Christian backgrounds. Mm. So using his own logic is what I was doing to refute him. But even if someone, you know, said, uh, use that kind of argument that, you know, uh, they don't represent Christianity. Okay, who does? We're talking about the Roman Catholic Pope. If he doesn't represent Christianity, which, by the way, Catholicism is the... The, the majority of all Christians, or, or I guess I, could, I should say the largest denomination. So if they don't represent it, who does? The Protestants? Well, same thing with them. So if not them, who, who then? The, the Unitarians? Maybe they're the closest. That's, that's the, the argument I return. You have no such thing in Islam. You have a majority of, of, of the Ummah. They agree on the, the fundamental creedal aspects. They don't disagree on basic things like if God is one or not. Or how God is one, or how He isn't one. Mm. Hope that makes yeah. sense. And by the way, someone put it in the chat. It's called indulgence. That's what it's called when you basically pay for your forgiveness, Stop actual money Allah. to the church. Astaghfirullah. If there wasn't a good reason for them, if there wasn't a good, if there wasn't a good explanation for those apparent discrepancies, and if you're already accusing them of being corrupt, you know they've got no hang-ups about reproducing a corrupt text or corrupt translation or something like this, then why wouldn't they just cover it up? Why wouldn't they just, when they notice it, just change it so that it's consistent? So that would lead you to believe, again, just based on common sense, that Christians are aware of it and have a good reason for that. That's why it's still in there. 
They want to maintain the integrity of the text. And so therefore, and, and that's not an argument that those things don't need to be explained. I mean, if again, if you know nothing and there is an apparent discrepancy, you would want an explanation. But the discrepancy is not enough on its face to say, oh, there it is. Like you said, Christianity is not true. You know, and that just goes to show, I don't think Sneeko's really even interested in this stuff. I don't think he's even curious. I think, and, and we have to get to the bottom line here. We got to get to the fundamentals, which is these red-pilled people are really not interested all that much in finding God. And that's one heck of a claim. I think that's one of the most egregious claims he's made thus far. Because not only is he attacking what I would say is his friend's integrity, but it's, it's very, it's, it's literally, he could just look a few months into the past. He'll see that Sneeko debated Red Pill. He basically denounced it. He debated against it. We were on a stream saying, you know, disagreeing with Red Pill, and he was very fair about it as well. Um, so to say he doesn't care or he's not really, I, uh, let's be honest. What gets him more views? A crazy half, I don't want to say the word to get demonetized, but I'll say ethnically biased um, stream with Zerka or a stream with Sheikh Uthman where they're sitting talking about religion, which would actually get more views in your eyes. So if he's all about views and, you know, like what other reason would he be doing it for if he's not interested in it? Mm, that is fair, bro. They are political people pursuing this lifestyle thing. And insofar as Islam comports with their political lifestyle agenda, then they like Islam. Because when you listen to their complaints about Christianity, or the reasons why they like Islam, they don't say things like, I had a religious experience. They don't say things like, uh, I, I thought it was more convincing. You know, the, Islam's argument for the nature of God is more convincing than the Christian. That is literally exactly what Sneeko said. Almost mm. verbatim, actually. Unless I misunderstood Nick here, but I don't know. They say things like, well, Islam's more based. Islam's more based, and Christianity's more cringe. And in Islam, you can have multiple wives. And in Islam, <laughs> they've, the Muslims are more based than There's no in Islam, Islam, okay, there's no in Islam you can have multiple wives, bro. You could have multiple women, period, bro. You want to live your life the way you want to live your life. Ain't nobody stopping you, bro. You want to have 10 women, you want to have 20 women, be my guest. Islam comes in to put a limitation of four women that are not only just there, like how Red Pill believes in like a rotation. They're women that are wives, meaning you are responsible in the eyes of Allah and the state to take care of them. You have authority and responsibility, but you have accountability <clears throat> as well. So it's not like you could just have four women just at your disposal, bro, the way that he's making it sound. Yeah, absolutely. But then the question is, what if he what if he responds by saying that? It's a scam or religion. Because we're all like, you know, marketers. And we basically, we're tradesmen. And we're just selling our religion. I mean, hey, man, all I can say is, man, I got him done. Islam. <laughs> at the end of the day, bro, we got to understand that when it comes to a man's natural inclination, right? It's not a matter of, is monogamy natural? Is polygyny natural? Can men be faithful? Can they not be faithful? Are they more promiscuous? And by promiscuity, I mean polygynous, not just casual. Yeah. And when it comes into this whole idea of a man being with multiple women, 
Nowhere in Islam does it say you have to have multiple women. And nowhere in Islam does it say you have to have one wife. In the Bible, I'm going to pull a Sheikh Uthman. Your Bible, you know how Sheikh Uthman says that. Your Bible, Nick, that same Bible, tell me how many wives Solomon had. Like that same Bible talks about polygyny. The, the, the Christian tradition has monogamy and polygyny. There's nothing wrong with that. Modernity, liberalism tells you that there's something wrong with polygyny. But yet, practicing unrestricted, unmarital polygyny and polyamory is okay. Like what? Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great like point. You'll, you'll see liberals having this thing called a thruple where it's like two guys and one girl or two girls and one guy. And obviously sometimes, you know, today they can swing the same way. It could be like, oh, three girls or three guys are stuck for Allah. Stuck for Allah. But as soon as you say, you know what, I want to take accountability, God level accountability and responsibility, and I want to have a family with them, all of a sudden that's an issue. But uh, a woman, let's say, having 20 partners or a man having 20 partners, that's okay. Like, do, do they not see the level of their argumentation is just so pathetic? Yeah. And you, you know what's so funny on top of all that? Nick Fluentes has been on the record basically praising the. Um, I don't want to say the name, but it's whoever's in power in Afghanistan right now. It rhymes with Tali Fan. He praised them and called them based. <laughs> like, no, no. and now he's coming around and say, all oh, these red pillars, all they do is say, Islam is based. That's why I practice it. When he said the same thing, because they mm. adopted some practices that apparently he agrees with, whatever those were. Alhamdulillah, bro. Let's go back into it. And it's like, really? So because you don't think the Christians are faithful enough to their religion and Muslims are more faithful to their religion, you think the Muslim religion is more true because the people believe it harder. Really? So I guess Scientology is really true because, man, against everything, they really believe it. And I guess uh, Heaven's Gate Man, those guys, the Heaven's Gate must be true because they all killed themselves. You know, or the Jonestown cult. Man, those guys were the, that was the truest religion ever because they really believed that they all killed themselves. There, There's your fallacy right there. <laughs> it's so funny hearing this guy talk about fallacies. I don't think we're going to watch a full 15 minutes. I think that a lot of yeah. it's spoken enough for itself. Is but... this deadass a real news anchor show? No. Like he has I, a suit, the cup, and everything. I hope not, man. No, I mean, I, I got a cup here. I don't have a suit, but I have a very nice <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I don't know. Maybe I can be a news anchor too. What do you guys think? Rami news? Bismillah, bro. I like Rami reacts better, bro. <laughs> but in all uh, seriousness, like I was reflecting on this ayah in the Quran where Allah says, never will they let you, basically never will they be satisfied, never will they be pleased, the disbelievers or the Christians, until you follow them in their disbelief or misguidance, depending on what interpretation you want to use. So I'm thinking about this and I'm like, there's many, and, and here's the thing, we as Muslims, we can never gatekeep people from accepting Islam. So it's not up to us to be concerned about some other man's hisab or anything like that. We got to be concerned about ourselves. And on top of that, we don't make takfir. We're not going to say, you know what, this person is never going to get a hidayah, that person is never going to get the hidayah. However, there's genuinely people that have proven themselves time and time and again, Ridwan, David Wood, that these people know Islam very well, but they will still choose to disbelieve and disobey Allah. So my point here is many people 
like these individuals that I mentioned, and may Allah forgive me if I'm wrong, because again, I still want them to get hidayah if it's possible at this rate. But people like Nick Fuentes, people like these these YouTubers that are very Islamophobic, they just despise the deen of Allah. If these men ever get to a point where they accept Islam, alhamdulillah. But if they don't, never will they be satisfied unless we leave Islam. And the thing is, we can't leave Islam. So we can't, we can't ever forsake the deen of Islam. And Sneeko, if you're watching this, bro, I get it. You accepted Islam, alhamdulillah, very recently. You're a new Muslim, you're a new reaver. We've been watching your videos doing street dawah with Sheikh Uthman, giving dawah on other streams and other podcasts, whether it's virtual or in person. And you just got to keep going, bro. And to any revert that accepted Islam, just keep going. Do more research. If you have doubts or anything like that, reach out to us. But these people, these these, it could be family members, it could be YouTubers, Nick Fuentes, whatever. They'll never be satisfied with you until you join them. It's not about who's right, who's wrong. Because a lot of them clearly know that they're wrong. But they would rather make the mistake of Iblis, which is knowing that you're wrong, take many people with you misguide as many people as they can with them and it's not about them ever coming to terms and accepting it but it's like if i'm gonna go down anyway let me take as many people as i can with me yeah and it's it, it's subhanallah it's, it's it's crazy you know and you quoted one ayah from the quran Allah subhanahu wa he mentions it throughout the quran <clears throat> the, the state of these people and what they really want and, and who they really are you know the prophet um, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He said in the Quran Towards the Prophet That these people they, they, they bite the tips of their fingers In anger Towards the Prophet You know That's how angry they are And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Says that they can perish In their anger You know They can basically die In their anger Like who cares Can you imagine Being that person That God says it about you Astaghfirullah And then look at how Allah You know Talked about the believers You know That they're gonna have An amazing reward In the afterlife That Allah You know For the Sahaba Allah is pleased with them wouldn't you want your Lord, your creator, the creator of the universe to speak about you in this way and not in that former way? Hmm. So, Anil, bro, I got a question for you because you're a revert yourself. Have you had an experience coming into Islam and reading the Quran for the first time where you found the descriptions of Allah kind of wrathful in the sense that when he mentions these things that the fate of the disbelievers, the fate of the hypocrites, the fate of those that willingly reject the signs. Did you ever find that it was perhaps too harsh or anything like that? Because a lot of people that are, let's say, Islamophobes, they use this argument that, oh, why is your God so wrathful? Why is your God out to just, you know, be almost having human-like emotions? And this is an argument that I want us to unpack. But have you had that experience, bro, coming into Islam? No, I found it very just because it's like a parent who, when their child acts up, they punish the child. You have a parent who the child acts up and they don't punish the child or they even reward the child. Yeah, look how that child ends up in the future. And this is a simple example. And to compare God to a parent is, is not befitting, but it's a simple example just to put it all into perspective. And you know, before the Christians getting excited about the father and the son analogy, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> but I love your analogy because it's it's kind of like when you do have a parent, and I do want you guys to bear with us, we're not making a, an analogy like a parent and a, and a child or anything like that. But in the same parental love, in the sense that it's almost tough love sometimes. It's like if you love your kid too much to the point where you don't enforce the parameters and the lines 
very firm, you don't know where they're going to end up. But you're not doing it because you hate them. You're doing it because you love them. It's just, I feel many people today, especially uh, in this postmodern society, this liptard society, they get way too caught up in this idea that love from God should be almost like anthropomorphized love from like human beings. The way that we love, God should love. The way we're inclusive and all, whatever, we, we have tolerance for everything, we stand for nothing like Tate says, God should be like that too. And our forgiveness should be like God's forgiveness. But why does that have to be the case? Who said that the emotions that we have are going to be the ways that Allah operates? No one. Like this presupposition itself is null. It's invalid. To, to have this notion that God should forgive the way that we forgive or God should think that the way that we think. That makes Islam, if that was the case, it would be no different than all other religions where man makes God in his image, in his perceptions, in the way that he perceives a God to be, just just like the way he perceives man to be. And then he projects these attributes into their God or goddesses or deities or whatever they worship. But in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself tells us who he is, what he is. And it's from that that we understand God, not leaving you know man to rationalize or philosophize what God should be like. Yeah. That's an amazing point. And and it's crazy because you'll find people like, I heard this recently, Zerka said on Sneakle Stream, he's like, you know, what's the ultimate form of love? You know, and he's like, you know, sacrificing yourself for someone. That's the ultimate form of love. You basically, you give up, you pass away, you know, so that's why our God is better. And it's like, you can only sacrifice yourself if you are susceptible to death, if you are mortal. And if you are immortal, then a sacrifice would be meaningless because you couldn't be sacrificed to begin with. And And, and that's why I think Christianity really ultimately fails because I, I understand they're trying to make it an emotional tug. You know, that's why they call it the passion narrative, as far as I know. They call it the passion narrative because it's very passionate. It's very pulling. It really intrigues the person and, and brings them in and, and, and almost, you know, a, to a, a tearful because they're like, wow, God died for me? But when you think about it, it doesn't make sense because if God is immoral, immortal, how could he die? And if he did, then it would be meaningless because he could never die to begin with. So, that's why I think our conception of God, that's why I know our conception of God, is far better because it's actually God. God is the Almighty mm. and He stays the Almighty. He's the ever-living. He stays ever-living. He's all-knowledgeable. He stays all-knowledgeable. He doesn't come down as a man and forget. Which God would be better? Do you, want, do you want a God that can die or an Almighty God who is not susceptible to a thing? If you had a bodyguard, would you want a bodyguard that could pass away or a bodyguard that could not be susceptible to a damn thing? Exactly, Let's be real. Bro. It reminds me what you just said ties into my point like seamlessly, bro, effortlessly. Because my point was, man has made the mistake of projecting God in his image. And if you look at Christianity, it's almost like we as human beings, it's part of our fitra to worship Allah. It's also part of our fitra to repent. So when you look at that, it's almost like man, Christianity, it created this God in their image and with their attributes of wanting to seek repentance. And that's how you get their perception of Jesus coming as a son from the father to die for the sins. Almost like to repent as an act of, here's what I'm going to do and now everything's going to be okay. Now there's going to be justice. Whereas, okay, you got some of it right, which is the fact that we as human beings do need to repent. But God himself does not need to do that. God is independent. If God needs that, then... God himself is dependent on something that is a limitation that's no longer God then. That's a human being. Exactly. 
100%. And I think that's an amazing point. Before we continue, I do want to say, uh, some people said to continue the video. Um, so I guess we'll take a vote in the chat. If you guys want us to continue, just say yes. If not, say no. Or say continue, don't continue. It's up to you. But um, if you continue the video, I'm going to I'm gonna leave the stream. Okay. I mean, you're free to do that. Come on, bro. <clears throat> okay, What's yes, the verdict, chat? They're coming in fairly slowly. So, oh God, okay. Yes, do not. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, yes. No, 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 no. I don't know if I said no twice for one person. Yes. That seems no, like 50 no, 50. No. Okay, there's more no's. Yeah, it looks like there's more no's than yes. Um, and I don't know if people are, are, are voting twice. It looks like people are. So, I guess we're just. Oh, God, someone spam finished the video. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. I will no, say, this, continue, bro, yes, honestly, and... continuing the video, there's not going to be much new unless there are some arguments that you want to unpack. The videos you haven't watched this, have you? Yeah, I haven't. So I, I can't really say if there's there's value to, to add. Yeah, guys, come on. We, we, we keep it real over here at T3. We don't pre-watch <laughs> reaction videos. What type of reaction would that be? Do a poll. I don't know if we can do a poll, to be honest. I don't know how to at least, but regardless, there is another video I want to share. So maybe this will satisfy some people, inshallah. Do it. And uh, I think it's only fitting, to be honest. So the whole time he's basically knocking. Just awesome. Rami. Allahumma atina fi dunya hasanata wa fi l'akhirati hasanata wa kin adab al-nar. As-salamu alaykum. No, I'm playing. <laughs> We're not about to end this stream because Rami had technical difficulties. It does say he's uh he's spinning though. You see that on the bottom left? No, it just says speaker offline. Speaker offline? No, bro, look at the look at the preview. On the yeah, studio. Live preview. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you see that thing spinning next to Shahab Hassan? Nah. Ooh. Do you even see his screen? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Okay, let me let me remove him from, from the scene until he's back. Oh, he's he's not even here. Okay, guys, inshallah, until Rami comes back, we're going to be doing uh, a little bit of a reflection on Eid al-Adha. So, Anha. Alhamdulillah, I believe this is your second, if not third, Eid. How was it? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Were you with uh, your immediate family? I was by myself for Eid al-Adha. Eid al-Adha. Adha. Subhanallah, bro. May Allah bless you. I do want to take this moment to give a quick reminder to everybody that if you have a revert in the community or reverts in the community they don't have muslim backing corporate backing come on now they don't have a whole team of muslims just ready pulling up at 6 a.m with sweets and baklavas taking them to the masjid for salah they don't have that unfortunately so it's up to us to be that community for them and i get it eid was done yesterday but it wasn't eid started yesterday there's three days of eid it's not too late Reach out to those reverts in your community, invite them on 
to your house or on a gathering or an outing or something. And next Eid, make sure you guys plan this accordingly. Because at the end of the day, as Muslims, if we don't have community, shaitan comes for the lone believer. At the same time, though, Anhal, I do want to say, alhamdulillah, being alone is still better than bad company. So at least you were by yourself 